I believe <clears throat> that when you need a wheel, don't invent one. Go get an existing wheel and reshape it to your requirements. This is similar to what our UU four persons did. You notice that was correct. <laughs> they took from many religions and forged a new idea. As we saw in the video, sometimes this was painful. The Reverend Galen Gungrich, I hope that's pronounced correctly, senior minister at All Souls Unitarian Church in New York City, wishes there were 10 things everybody knew about Unitarian Universalists. This is a long quote, so I'm going to tell you when we get to the other end. <clears throat> I edited this slightly to make it easier for me to say and trying not to, to change the meaning. One, Unitarians played a pivotal role in founding of the United States. Three of the first five U.S. presidents were Unitarians. Thomas Jefferson thought the U.S. would soon become a majority Unitarian nation. Two, religious speaking, we're in our adolescence. That's because we've only recently left home, theologically speaking. Both the Unitarians and Uni <laughs> the Unitarians and Universalists left the Christian fold more than a century ago. Like teenagers who have just left home, relieved to not be under mom and dad's thumbs, and we haven't fully decided on a home of our own, either where it stands or how it's furnished. But not to worry. It took the Christian tradition several hundred years to cobble together its tradition from the then contemporary sources, so we have plenty of time. Three, we focus on what we know by experience. Over the past 500 years or so, human beings have come to rely more and more on reason and science as a basis for human knowledge. As a result, religion and its defenders have been engaged in an often brutal tug-of-war with science and its defenders over what we most truly know versus what some believe to be the truth. Unitarian Universalists have ended this test of strength between reason and revelation by letting go of the rope. For us, it's no contest. If what we know from experience counterdicts what we're told by ancient wisdom text, reason trumps over revelation every time. Four, our name refers to historic heresies that matter today. Among other catalysts, religion develops, develops in response to two persistent questions. Where did we come from? Where are we going? Our theological lineage extends back to people who believe that an all-powerful God sent his fully human yet fully defined son to save humanity from eternity in hell. Amen. Thank you. The Unitarians, the, the Unitarians rejected the Christian doctrine of Trinity. Jesus was a great prophet and a teacher, but not divine, not the Son of God. The Universalists rejected the Christian doctrine of predestination. A good God wouldn't damn anyone to hell especially not before the world was created. Put in contemporary terms, we believe that we all emerge from the same source, whatever that may be, and we all share the same destiny, whatever that may be. Taken together, these beliefs point to an often unsatisfying conviction that any reward for a good deed or punishment for a bad deed that happens in this life, if they happen at all. Five, we don't believe in God, excuse me, we don't believe in the God that many others don't believe in either. <laughs> when you look at the systematic injustice, structural violence is probably a better term in the world today, 
especially towards women, gays, people of color, and other disadvantaged peoples, the idea of an all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-loving God is hard to accept, much less believe in. But it's not hard to understand where the idea came from. Most of our, <clears throat> our most distant predecessors survived because they came to understand the concept of agency. If the reeds rustled in the water's edge, it's best to see what's causing it, or you may become dinner. This tendency led people to think that if the world was set in motion, someone or something must have caused it as well. Not surprisingly, this primordial prime mover ended up looking a lot like most powerful people on earth, always male, usually straight, and typically white, only infinitely more so. This god had a catastrophic consequences. This view of God had catastrophic consequences which is why we don't believe in such a God. Six, we've re revised our view of God and everything else. The ancient Greece, Greek physician Galen, the so-called father of medicine, lived nearly 2,000 years ago when the ideas of the Neocene Creed, is that correct? Neocene, sorry. The main creed of Christianity took shape. Galen made advances, advances in physiology and surgery, but aren't we glad that physicians no longer consult his recommendations? He championed bloodletting among other archaic processes. In the same way, we need to revise our understanding of ultimate reality so it conforms to everything else we know. We understand our experience of God, though all of us do not use that term, as an experience of belonging not just a family or a nation or even a galaxy, but to everything. The experience of ultimate belonging, the experience of God intimately and extensively connects us to everything, all that is present in our lives and our world, as well as all that is in the past and all that is possible. In a word, God is an experience of possibility. Seven, we believe that freedom is a consequence of belonging, not its antithesis. Americans, especially American men, have a long-standing belief that heroism is the ability to go it alone. We celebrate the spiritual heroism of Henry David Thoreau on Walden Pond, the justice-seeking heroism of the Lone Ranger, and the mournful heroism voiced by Chris Christopherson, who insists that Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. In fact, if you can't be free until you belong, you're not free to be alive until you belong to this macrocosm known as Earth. If you're not free to enjoy the benefits of being American until you belong as a citizen, you're not free to play in the World Series unless you belong to one of the teams, and so on. Freedom comes when we find ourselves in a place that sustains us among people who nurture us. Life is first and foremost a collaborative endeavor. Eight, we're, we're the gratitude people. While Unitarian Universalist theology identity is not cohered, as we talked about earlier, here's Reverend Gunrich's sense of what <clears throat> we can make out of our own. Each religious tradition has a defining discipline of faith. For example, Jews emphasize obedience to the commandments. Christians emphasize love of God and neighbor. 
the Muslims emphasize submission to the will of Allah. All of us, for us, our defining discipline could be gratitude, which emphasizes all we have been given and all we owe back in return. Gratitude is how we respond upon recognizing that we are made up of our relationships to everyone and everything else. From trees, try living out without oxygen. To teachers, try getting a job without knowing anything. And to Trenosphorus rex. Without them, there probably wouldn't be us. Eight. A nine, sorry, it looks like a nine. The discipline of gratitude calls us to worship together. The experience of worship is what distinguishes religious communities from other kinds of communities. It's a time when we gather to remind ourselves and each other of what we should not never forget, our utter dependence on the people and the world around us for everything. We depend on the natural world for air, water, and sustenance. We depend on the institutions of human civilization to make our lives livable, and we depend on people around us to make our lives wonderful. The reason it's a discipline, the root of the same word as disciple, is not we're forgetful. We're inclined to think that we're self-made, self-reliant, which we're not. And we, in worship, we remind ourselves that we are utterly dependent. Ten, the ethic, the ethic of gratitude calls us to serve a broken and needy world. We need to nurture in return the people, the institution, and the natural world that make our lives possible, livable, and wonderful. Because we personally take what we need from the people and world around us, we need to take personally what the people and the world around us needs. Did you get that? That was a little, that was amazing. Because we personally take what we need from the people and world around us, we need to take personally what the people and a world around us needs. For this reason, you'll find Unitarian Universalists at the very forefront of movements to make the world a better place for everyone. Women, people of color, LGBT, people and people imprisoned by unfair laws or impoverished circumstances. We want the world to be fair for everyone. For us, a commitment to justice-seeking is a leading indicator that we Understand where we belong and for what we are free. We've made to the end of the quote. As Unitarian Universalists, what we do, we create change in ourselves and in the world. Seven days a week, you use live their faith by doing, whether in community with others or as individuals. We know that active, tangible expressions of love, justice, peace are what make a difference. Embracing people, love, and understanding that goes beyond individual belief system. We are creators of positive change in people and in the world. How do we do these things? Or the five ways you use live the faith. It's turned out to be a numerical thing. One, worship and inspiration. We gather together in spiritual community because we need constant reminder of what matters most in life. In a world of heartbreak and dehumanization, our congregations and communities call us <clears throat> to be better selves. We learn to live with more wisdom, more connection, more compassion. Andrea Lerner said, Our faith is not interested in saving your soul. We're here to help you unfold the awesome soul you already have. 
Two, learning and growth. We believe that faith is a journey we take together. Religious education takes a lifetime. It happens both within and beyond the congregation's walls. We support one another as individuals, families, and communities in an ongoing search for truth and meaning. We strive to guide one another, all ages among us, in religious questioning, personal change, and discovering ways to live better in faith. We affirm the inherent worth and dignity of all beings, and we celebrate... <laughs> Hello. We affirm the inherent worth and dignity of all beings, and we believe that each of us is responsible and capable to help change the world for, for the better. Through continually learning and growing together, we encourage and support one another and our children to know and express our moral agency. From anti-racism and environmental justice to personal spiritual growth, we tap the wisdom of diverse sources. We help one another to find grounding and connection with ethics, faith, spirit, and UU identity. We feed the faith development of everyone involved. Teachers are learners, and learners are teachers. Three, action and service. We have a legacy of deeds, not creeds. Our work for a better world calls us to unexpected places as we harness love's power to stop oppression. From grassroots community organization to interfaith, state, national, and corporate advocacy, in protest marches, prayer vigils, and press conferences, in homeless shelters and in prisons, you use put our faith into action. We model these community, this commitment by creating just, welcoming, and inclusive congregations. We act in partnership with groups and communities most impacted by injustice. Four, connection and care. Whether you're searching for meaning, mending a broken heart, or simply needing some friends who share your values, UUism is here for you, connecting, caring, and healing. UUism connects you with real people, people who will be real with you learning and laughing across generations and cultures. We build relationships of care and support. Celebrate five, celebration and rites of passage. Every Unitarian Universalist congregation has its own way of celebrating life and marking life's transitions. We share our joys and sorrows, supporting one another through difficulty and success. From birth to death, our congregations help us live with deeper gratitude, greater connection, and more reverence for life. That ends the five ways we live in faith. Our Skyland Draft mission statement. We are a caring community forging a compassionate, just, and sustainable world. Our draft mission statement. We are committed to nourishing spiritual and intellectual growth, creating community through worship, music, learning, and caring ministry, advocating justice, peace, and sustainability, building bridges with people of all backgrounds and beliefs, joining forces for the common good, pursuing love and acceptance in an informed, healthy, and safe environment. Now that we have learned five ways to live in faith or are inspired by our mission and vision, the challenge is how will we be, how will we be forging building bridges, and joining forces. What is it we, as a congregation, do? How are we visibly showing our concern for justice? Yes, some of us marched in the Bisbee Pride Parade, 
Yes, we donate money to worthy causes. Some cook at the GNA. We have an emergency assistance fund for members of the community. But what real impact do we have in Sierra Vista? We failed to be present at the last Martin Luther King Day. We failed to support the NAACP outcry to stop the violence. I think we need to be more helpful in supporting Trisha's trying to preserve water for the future. You can take that trying in a few different ways. I think Trisha would say it's trying. Do we need a new beginning? While most of us might think of being a complete beginner as something we should get through as soon as possible, in Buddhism, beginner's mind is a goal, a blessed state that people ironically work hard to reach to achieve. Beginner's mind describes a state of being open, of being without assumption or preconception, of eagerness to experience whatever is out there, of creativity and optimism. A Zen Buddhist teacher says, in, the beginning, in a beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In an expert's mind, there are few. A beginner's mind isn't, isn't that simple in real life. In fact, something that you can, <coughs> it is, in fact, something you can practice. Zen meditation is one way. Another way is to take up something new, just for the joy of trying it. Take up a musical instrument or learn a new language. Or trying for social justice can be ways to embrace the experience of not knowing with the pleasure of opening yourself to something new. Social justice is an arena that most of us do not have a lot of expertise. We could be beginners together. But whatever the circumstances, it's an opportunity to practice letting go of the voices that will want to fill you your beginner's mind with what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to be and just open yourself to the joy of stepping out on a new path, whether you dance or stumble along the way. Let's forge the Skyland UU Church to be a force in our greater community. Build bridges to others, whether it be other churches, the homeless, minorities, immigrants, the NAACP, to heal the pain, the suffering, and providing justice in today's world. Let's do this together. <laughs>